My name is Eddie Kira, and I'm the producer of the short film documentary, a film called Blacks Can't Swim. The aim of the film is to understand why there's a disproportionate amount of black people and ethnic minorities that can't and don't swim. On my journey to find the truth, I have the pleasure of speaking with the US Paralympic swimmer on his journey to Tokyo 2020 Olympics and also making a commitment to teach a million people, yes, you heard it right, a million people to swim. Mr. Jamal Hill, welcome to In the Deep End with Edakira. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother, Ed, for having me on today. Yeah. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so I've got some questions for you. A million people. Tell me about it. How are you going to do that? Okay. Well, uh, you know, the inception, you know, probably came about a year ago when I first started with Team USA. Um, I've always wanted to be a champion. And in my eyes, like being a champion is more than just coming in first place, right? It's, uh, it's really about the impact that you leave on the world, right? So a mission greater than yourself. That's how I came up with this mission. Like, okay, you know what? I'm really great at swimming. Um, I've been, you know, a swim instructor for like almost a decade now. And um, I'm going to use this platform to reach a million people. As of right now, the way I've been doing it um, is through a pop-up swim school. So I've had a pop-up swim school here in Los Angeles. Um, it's sponsored by a company called Swimply. They're pretty much the Airbnb for residential swimming pools. So every two weeks, I put on a 10-day learn-to-swim course designed to take anyone from I can't swim at all to, like, you know, I'm water proficient. I could probably make my way across the pool. I don't have to worry about um, drowning in any calm water scenario. And, you know, we are planning, you know, it's, again, this is, like, the first, actionable steps that the public has actually been able to see so our mission is going to be to scale that get people trained and really be having these pop-up swim schools all across america all across the world um outside of that me and my coach we uh, we designed a program to help people who actually have a chronic fear of water so that uh um clinically diagnosis aquaphobia and so um you know we put on clinics for that just uh private training we're putting that into a book and, you know, once it's in a book, now it can really get to the masses. So, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a cluster here, exactly how we're going to get in millions. But uh, Jamal Hill, my commitment is to teach a million people, but that doesn't mean that I personally will teach a million people. It's like we got to help somebody who helps somebody. And um, this system is one of the many ways we're going to keep track of that. And, and, I, and, I, know, and I know I can see your commitments. And I, and I, I follow you on Instagram, follow you on Twitter. And I know you'll make it. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. So, obstacles. So, Swim Up Hill is the name of your swimming organization. I think it's very, you know, it's relative. Firstly, you're black and you're swimming and you're doing all these great things. So, that alone must come with its own, uh, shall I say, obstacles. Plus, you have a disability. Just tell us a bit more about your, your disability. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad that you asked me that, brother. So um, I'm one of 25, every 2,500 people here in the United States that suffer from uh, suffer from shark corpomery tooth. Um, you know, I'm still working on international, like getting some international figures so I can you know, really be more well-versed with the subject. But essentially it is a systemic neuropathy. And so what that means particularly is that my peripheral nerves, so everything from my knees down to the soles of my feet, and from my elbows down to my fingertips, have 
um, have impaired communication with my brain. So pretty much like if I were to get electrocuted in my lower legs, I wouldn't feel it at all. And um, if I were to get electrocuted in my lower arms, I would only feel it about 30%. Um, so that's really what qualified me to be a part of the Paralympic movement. And again, like I said, this is something systemic. So um, whereas you may, and this is again, it's not to like grade anyone's disability or, you know, performance against anyone else's, but this is specifically speaking to the Charcot Marie Tooth audience and understanding it. Um, it is a systemic disease, so it affects more than just a localized area, right? So if someone were to have polio, right, in the left leg, it would only affect the left leg. Like, that is the extent of it. But um, with Charcot Marie Tooth, um, everything, just the fact that I'm able to walk is really a godsend. You know, every few months I go to the doctor's office, a new doctor, and they run their tests and they tell me I shouldn't be able to walk. And so just the amount of massive energy it takes for me to walk, walk, let alone like do the, you know, the high caliber training I do every day. Um, massive, massive toll on my body, brother. And so every day I'm, you know, and also trying to like run these programs, like I probably should be sleeping like 12 hours a day, but um, you know, I'm lucky if I'm able to get like eight to 10 with a nap in there. But um, yeah, that's, that's really what, uh, that's really what Shark Romery 2 looks like for me. And then just in terms of uphill, it was amazing, right? Cause my name is Jamal Hill. So it just kind of went together. Um, but I think that in so many ways, this uphill battle is um, it's really like it's an amazing opportunity, right? Because in so many ways, the reason that in so many ways, like the fact that I am, right, uh, the fact that I'm a black man swimming professionally, the fact that I'm a black man with a physical disability swimming professionally sets me in my own category, sets me in my own league. And I think gives me access to a lot of things that, um, that you know, maybe people before me didn't have access to. Because by no means am I the only professional black swimmer out on the circuit. You know, we're all out here doing our job, you know, um, being visible, making a difference that way. But um, I think a lot of ways my struggles um, and the things that at one point I thought were curses to me have really become the crux of the brand. And have really allowed me to reach so many people at, this, at such an early stage in my career. And this is what I mean about role models. Because the more people see things, the great things that you're doing, that's going to encourage a lot more people to get involved, a lot more black people from the community to get involved in swimming. And that's what, what that's basically, that's what Black Count Swim is all about. One of, one of the compelling reasons in, in, in modern times is reasons for people not to swim, especially in the community, has been cost. When I speak to a lot of people in the deprived areas, the first thing that comes up is, I can't afford it. And, mm -hmm. the, and so um, what's, your, what's your view on this? What's your advice on this? When people, when people say, I can't afford it, what would you say? Well, um, I honestly would say that's, uh, that's really kind of the business model behind my whole, you know, pop-up swim school and aquaphobia clinics. Because um, when, I, when I sit back and I look at the current state of... Uh, of uh, uh, swim education, right? Aquatic safety education. On one end, you have like municipality programs that are extremely, extremely cheap, but just like most municipality programs, they're extremely overcrowded, right? So like, it's gonna be hard for you to learn in that environment. And then on the other end, you have these swim schools and private lessons and things of that nature. All right, thank you. You have these swim schools and things of that nature, 
right? But um, those are much more expensive, and they're also on a recurrent basis, right? So they're, you know, also like slowly matriculating you through this program because they want you to come back longer and longer and longer. Um, so with this program, right, I know for a fact that given 10 days, right, Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, two weeks, that we can teach people how to be water safe. And so when I first opened up the swim school here, um, the first location was actually the Merck Park. And um, so I kept getting calls in. And the lessons here, I'm only doing $26 a lesson for 10 lessons. So $260 to become water safe and be able to make forward progress across the pool. People, you know, cheapest really in the nation for a fact. Um, but people were calling in like, man, there's no way I can afford that. And, um, you know, the conversations I was having with them are, Obviously, like, my goal is to move to a point of non-for-profit, right, the Swim Pill Foundation, where we can afford to, you know, I don't think I'll ever offer them for free for the pure fact that, like, I think people value what they pay for, even if they only pay a little bit. So even if it's only $10 a lesson, um, I think it's super, super important to have people, you know, to pay for education, right, to some small degree. But um, other than that, like, I tell people, listen, it's, 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 it's tough, man. It's really tough. I mean, like, if you, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. If you feel like, you know, you got this, 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 and this going on and you can't afford it, then it's too hard. But, um, again, the biggest thing for me is just, like, let's make it something, like, that doesn't have to be a long-term thing. Like, if you can get in and get out of a program in two weeks and be fully water safe and confident, and then if you want to progress after that, have that option. I think that's really what it's all about, bro. It surely is. So I think the more we, yeah, that, that's really what it is. Can we condense the learning curve, like, and stop being so greedy? Because that's really what one of the biggest barriers for people is. The industry is extremely, extremely greedy, right? They have this commodity on that people's lives have become a commodity, right? So like, I want people to make money, right? I want business people, I want the professionals to be paid for their skills, but it's also like the masses need to learn. Right, the masses need to learn. So I tell people all the time, the goal of my business is to go out of business. Right? When you're trying to fix a problem, that ultimately should be the goal of your business to go out of business. Um, I, you know, I skated around a few things. Let me know if I didn't really hit it there. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head, Jamal. You hit it on the head, and 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 that leads me to my next question: the media. Um, bear, bear in mind, you, we all know the importance of swimming from a life preservation point of view. Mm-hmm. Do you think the media have a part to play in all this? Um, you know, if I may be a hundred percent honest, it's like I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think the media has that responsibility. Um, just in the sense that, like, or maybe they do have the responsibility, but like, I don't consider mass media to be responsible as it is right now, right? Like, I think a lot of the news and things that we got, that we get are often like skewed and, you know, it's very manipulative, the media as it is at present. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't even put this on them. I think like, um, honestly, I think if just in terms of media, I think that the, the, the biggest way that we could have an impact right on that type of scale is to really start to get celebrity endorsements, right? So like this past summer, John Legend, right? Everyone international, right? John Legend, the singer, he comes out and he's like, Hey, I don't know how to swim. I want to take swim lessons. That's massive. Right. And he's a figure in the black community, right? So many people in the NBA don't know how to swim in the NFL don't know how to swim. 
Um, and so, like, that's really kind of where my angle has been to seek out celebrities that don't know how to swim because it's like they are going to run the culture, right? The media is trying to shape our perception in way of, you know, like, brainwashing and things like that. But the celebrities ultimately shape the culture. They shape what's cool, and they shape what people want to do and partake in and spend their money on. And so um, I think, like, the more we can involve and in, you know, again, thank God for the advent of social media, the more we can involve celebrities or, you know, influencers and impactors on their personal platforms, right, to get behind this mission, the more the people that follow them and care what they have to say are going to be uh, likely to go ahead and like, oh, man, you know, so-and-so, uh, so-and-so doesn't know how to swim. That's my favorite singer. Oh, so that's my favorite politician. That's my favorite ball player. Like, man, I don't have to be embarrassed. Like, if they're not a swim and they're going to take lessons, maybe I should go take lessons. And I think it's really that simple. <laughs> simple. Hey, that's why I'm speaking. That's why I'm speaking with people like yourselves. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very true. So, so here's one. Here's one for in the deep end. Slavery. People say um, you've got to put the past in the past and, move, and look at the future. But others also say you've got to understand the past to be able to make um, things possible for the future. Um, there's speculation that slavery had an impact on black people's attitude and our fears of water. Um, what's your take on that? You know, I'm going to be 100% candid. It may not be the most popular opinion. I'd like to just precursor this with like, you know, I 100% appreciate a lot of this, right? So, like, I've read Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome by uh, Dr. Joyce DeGroy, you know, and uh, lots of other literature of the subject. And really, I would just start off into this country by reverse, right? So, like, people always say, you got to know the history, right? Like, we came, we were bought across on these boats, right? Right? Or, you know, that we weren't allowed access to the, to the swimming pools in public, right? And when I hear these objections, obviously, they're valid. And I say, you're absolutely right. Hey, that's first and foremost. You're absolutely right. That is the history. And then I just challenged him with this, like, you know, you would get in a whole lot of trouble for trying to learn how to read. That would cost you your life. Once upon a time, we weren't allowed to vote, right? Like, we didn't have access to the voting polls at all. Once upon a time, you weren't allowed to use that restroom. At the same pace, like, all of those things are changed now. Like, the access is much greater now. And though that is the history, right, revolutionaries right and people who were not just happy with citing history alone have made that possible to be different nowadays and so again like when people tell me this it's like listen you may have had some personal traumatic experience and i do think like oh you know if there's something like my mom didn't know how to swim her grandma didn't know how to swim like yeah and a specific family lineage that can definitely be a thing but like i personally think like it's inconsequential at this point. Like, we know the history, but, like, what are we doing about it? Like, we know the history, but what, are we, what is that stopping you from going and enrolling in a swim class? Of course you don't know if you've never taken the time to learn, right? When a child doesn't know how to read before they've been taught how to read, we don't say, oh, yeah, you know, post-traumatic slave syndrome, they didn't let us read, whoop, 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 like, you know, it's been a lot of barriers to that. No, we take the time to teach the child to read. You know what I mean? I, I surely do, and I surely agree with you on that. Body structure. And you probably know more about this one than, than most, as you're a professional swimmer. And, and you probably hear the stereotypes and the stigmas that 
blacks have heavier bones, our bodies shape differently. It's, so therefore, that is one of the reasons why we can't float and we can't swim. Do you think there's any truth in this? Um, do I think there's like, no. <laughs> the, the simple answer is no. Like, obviously, people have different body compositions. People from different parts of the world, you know, have denser this or lighter this. But um, and for to some great degree, is that why someone cannot swim or float? Because their bones are more dense than this other, you know, demographic or, uh, or cultural region? Absolutely not. And, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Like, yeah. 100% false. Um, just a simple thing I always tell people is, like, especially adults, right? Like when you go to the docks or you go to the wharf and you see these ships with thousands of tons of steel on it, it seems commonplace. Like, oh man, yeah, of course that ship can float. But yet they'll come to me and be like, no, I'm too heavy for the water. It's like, so you're telling me that ship isn't too heavy for the water, but you, <laughs> a few, you know, maximum a few hundred pounds is too heavy for the water. Absolutely not. It's all mindset and it's a, it's a pretty toxic ideology that I think is accepted as truth, right? Like most things propagated by media, like people, you know, they, they, they use hyperbolic language and exaggerate facts, right? So inconsequential difference. So hair, there's a lot of talk about hair and there's, um, and there's a lot of talk about women using that as a reason. And you noticed that I didn't say excuse, a reason not to <laughs> swim. <laughs> um, What's your view on this? Um, man, you know, out of all the reasons, I would say this is probably the most real. Uh, you know, only thing I can say to my sisters out there is, listen, like, the water is a beautiful place. Like, I understand we all, you know, we want our hair to look good. We want our hair to look nice. You know, a lot of these ladies spend a lot of money to keep their hair a certain way. And absolutely, like, the water would mess that hairstyle up. Um, you know, strategies that people use are braids and locks and twists at the same pace. Like when I look at the professional circuit, one of the really like one of the fastest women in the world, Simone Manuel, right, gold medal Olympian, you know, her hair looks pretty put together all the time, right? Um, but again, she's a professional athlete, so it's like she's, she's not always in the debutante stage. She doesn't have to be at a nine to five every day and have her hair whipped and curled and done. But um, that's definitely one of the greatest barriers, so I think in way of that, like there have been some pretty amazing companies that have launched, right, to fill that need. Companies like Caps, who have like these massive swim caps that are like water sealed. Um, companies like Scarf, who I'm about to partner with, who quite literally have created pretty much like a, like a swim cap do-rag, right, that again prevents water from getting inside the swim cap. Um, so there are innovations coming out and, uh, you know, that will allow these ladies to go ahead and pursue that. But, um, I mean, it, it's a real reason. But, again, like, if it's something that you want and it's something that you need, like, you're going to make the time and, like, the, the availability to do it. You don't have to swim every day of your life. But if you need to learn how to swim, I think it's okay to, you know, wear your hair in some uh, more more economic style, right? Like whether it be box braids or whether it be twists or whether it be individuals, you know, for a couple of weeks just so you can have a skill to save your life, right? 
That's uh, that's really that's my two cents. I don't want to get in trouble with the ladies, but it is definitely a very real reason. Like, I hear that the most. It's something I have to be the most conscious of, and um, I think like you know, who knows? Maybe at some point, like, we'll come up with some some waterproof hairspray. I don't know, you know, so where people can go swimming and their hair will be unaffected. <laughs> well, so all those innovators out there, here's an idea. <laughs> so, so. I I I I I uh, what do you call it? I have uh, some news of my own. Um, today I went swimming and to my swimming while well, swimming instructor, my true swimming nature. I managed to stop my breathing out. So the problem I was having is that I could swim underwater, but but as soon as I come out to breathe, uh, my legs just go down and it just all just messes up. But finally, it's all come together today whereby I, I can do the whole length, breathe in, breathe out, breathe underwater, come up and breathe in, and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm very, very pleased with myself. I, th I think I should, I should I, it's a, um, this calls for celebration for me today, <laughs> because it's one of the things that has been really, really bugging me, and I finally managed to um, um, overcome it. So yeah, I thought I'll share that with, Dude, that's, with everyone. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now you're actually swimming. If you can swim on the surface, now you're actually swimming. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'll be joining you soon. <laughs> uh, for it, honestly, man. If there's one thing I, I'd love for you to come to Los Angeles, I mean, even if I make my way across the pool, well, I will make my way across the pond, maybe in 2020 sometime. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We, we, we'll definitely link up and, 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 and do something. Do something properly. Uh, so so yeah so so what so what have you been up to? I, um, I know you're training hard for 2020. Um, you know, again, training hard every day. Um, learn a little bit more about my body every day. Like uh, I was telling you a little bit, me and my swim coach were currently working on a book. Um, you know, it'll probably be called something simple like Fear of Water. Really, just um, designed to help people you know, uh, overcome their fears and learn how to swim with the, even having a swimming pool. That's probably the most crazy thing. We're partnering with a brother out here named Idris Sandu. So that like the book will have video content. So like you could use your phone with the book. And if you hold your phone over certain images, like videos will play. So that's a pretty big thing that we're working on. I'm really excited to officially become an author, you know, um, other than that brother. Oh, the short documentary that uh, my brother, John Duarte made on me. That's been picked up by film festivals, so that'll be going on later this month in October. It'll be, you know, my first film festival feature. Very excited about that. Other than that, man, just, you know, trying to keep my head down, um, you know, serve the people as best I can, you know, uh, make my family proud, and um, and win some gold in Tokyo. Hey, hey. <laughs> We're all behind you. The whole world is, uh, you've got a whole community that's going to be behind you. By the time, by 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 the time, by the time the Olympics comes round, so so yeah, just do your thing, and thank you very 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 much for taking the time to um to um, to, to speak, uh, with myself, and and the world, and um yeah, keep on doing your great thing, and let's get the message out there. Blacks can swim, and we will swim, and we shall continue to do so. Thank you very much, Jamal. No doubt about that. Again, thank you so much for uh, for the work you're doing for having me on. You know your show today. Thank you so much for putting out your movie, man. I mean, pretty fantastic. I'm expecting a role, and Blacks can swim too. But um, you know, we'll 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 have a conversation about that. <laughs> Definitely, there's no doubt about that. Thank you very much, Jamal.